Welcome to Beyond Beauty, the Professional Beauty Association's podcast, where we take a deeper look inside the hearts and minds of the amazing artists in our professional beauty industry. I am so excited for today's guest, and I know you will be too, because she is, well, she's a personal friend, so I have to first say that, a personal friend, um, but also an amazing makeup artist, esthetician, educator extraordinaire. You really have a way with education. And also the 2022 Naha Makeup Artist of the Year, Julia Pettis, is with us today. <laughs> Yay, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I have I have my girl right here with me, just, just saying. <laughs> it never get old. I hope it never gets old that it's... <laughs> All I can do is exhale. That's, that's every time I think about it. Yeah. So before we get into it, what, for those uh, that might be watching that don't know you as well, how did you get into this wonderful, amazing industry that we all are so deeply in love with? I got into beauty by accident, if I'm totally honest. For me, beauty was a second career. I worked in corporate HR management and I had been doing that for a number of years and I started my business, 3J Productions. And at the time um, I was living in Columbia, South Carolina, and I was managing talent. A lot of those talent were individuals that had aspirations to enter different creative fields. And all of which at the time, initially when I started were um, black men and women. And that was their number one complaint is I can't ever find anybody to do my hair or makeup. And I was like, what? What you mean you can't find anybody? I was like, oh, don't worry. We're going to figure it out. Lord, I don't know what I was thinking when I said that I was it out. <laughs> all the people to figure it out. Like, because my hands used to like shake like really bad, really, really, really bad. And over the years, because um, I started on the makeup artistry side and over the years, you know, my hands used to shake really bad. And I just remember... My prayer being, if I'm supposed to do this, Lord, you're going to have to take this shaking away from my hands. And it literally just dissipated. And so when I relocated from South Carolina to Arizona, that was a leap of faith for me. I was leaving corporate America to really kind of go full force with every avenue of everything that I had started, whether it was with business or with beauty. And when I moved out here, it was the first thing, probably within the first year and a half, two years, I quickly found that you had to be licensed to provide certain services. And that's when, you know, of course, being a freelancer, being independent turned into, okay, now I have to go back to school. So went back to school, got my aesthetics license and that went well and, um, you know, started educating. And then I said, you know what, let's go back to school again because I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm single parent, three kids, and went back to school again and got another license in hair. So I'm duly licensed on both the skin care and the hair side. Um, and it's been a roller coaster, to say the least. So let's talk about that. what drives you to keep pushing forward and getting the additional licenses and adding to your range of services and pushing forward at times when you're just want to give up what, how do you do that? My motivating source has always been my kids. 
Um, that's what my business is named after. 3J Productions is the three of them. They are all of their names start with J. So I wanted to create something that would be a creative vein, but also leave legacy for them at the same time. So, and I understand each of them have their own creative journeys. So not, you know, necessarily on the beauty side, but they have something creatively that they are pursuing. So I wanted there to be a hub. I wanted there to be something that they could say, okay, this is what the business is attached to. This is the name. This, I had all, everything all is all in place. All you have to do is just put the gas pedal, you know, put the pedal to the metal and go. So that was my motivating force. But just for me in general, I've always kind of been a go-getter. I've never been lazy. Lazy is not in my vocabulary. And that's because that's how I was raised. That's how my mother raised me. That's what I saw in my grandmother and in my aunts and my uncles, you know, so there was no room for laziness. You know, everybody had to do their part and whatever it was, big or small, we all had to do our part. So for me, it's just been a continuous journey. And my daughter, she gives me a hard time. She's like, you're a professional student. I'm like, girl, don't come to me. <laughs> you like, need well, to become a professional student. <laughs> well, and I feel like in, in the years that I've gotten a chance to know you, you see a need or, you know, that there's a void that needs to be filled. And like you said, you just do it. And we've had that conversation before about you have an idea and then it's not just an idea for long because you actually do it. So one of those is the pigmented panel. And I would love for you to talk about the pigmented panel because it really does go beyond beauty. It does. Um, and I think about everything that I went through while I was in corporate America. And if I was to tell some of those stories, and I was the HR manager. So to have those experience and and I'm the HR person, who do you go to when you are the HR person, you know? So I've had a lot of experiences, one being a woman, one being a woman of color, and because of my age, you know? And then I was looked at funny because I was a single parent. And then I was looked at funny. I'll never forget. I got this tattoo on my wrist when I was working in corporate America. And oh, you know, <laughs> the sky was falling, okay? And it's, it. I mean, the reprimand that I received, I was like, this man think he my daddy. It was just, I've had so many experiences. So the pigmented panel was really to shed a light on some of the experiences that we as people of color, and I say people of color because it's all inclusive. It's not just um, African-Americans, although that's what you see most of the time on our panel. That's only because I'm still forging relationships, but um, people of color, Asian, Native American, Hispanic, Latino, like all Pacific Islander, all of us are having different experiences um, and we can kind of shed a light on the things that we have seen and experienced as obstacles, but not just as obstacles, but things that we have overcome. Because for me, I don't like to talk about a problem if I don't have a solution. I'm not getting ready to dog you out because you've done X, Y, and Z. Like, let me come to the table with a solution as to how we can move this forward. And it's going to be something that is solution-based for more than just me, you know? 
And I think that is really what's important with the pigmented panel. You know, um, my core people on the pigmented panel are Wanza Poole, who's a barber based out of Philly. And um, I actually met him through one of my mentors, which is Roderick Samuels, who has already been on the podcast. You know, yes. Roderick is my brother. Um, and he gives it to me very straight and no chaser, okay? Um, so, you know, Roderick is also on the panel. And then Bernetta Ashley, she's a hairstylist. Um, she's based in California. So we're all in different parts of the country. We've all experienced different things um, internally within the beauty industry and externally in just everyday life. So it's really a conversation about how to overcome the obstacles that are put in front of you. Um, and that's really what we've been trying to do with that is, is give people solution-based um, ideas as to what they can do. No, I love that. And that's what I love about you and Roderick and Wanza and Bernetta is it's not always focused on what has happened, but really how we move forward and how all of us come together to make it better because Absolutely. We, have to be, we have to collaborate and work together. Uh, yes. Something else that I just love and admire about you is, and I've talked about it in the intro, is your ability to reach people, especially with our Beacon program. And I forgot to mention, you're also a Beacon graduate, um, PBA Beacon graduate, um, but reaching that student population and really relating to them and like, I don't, I don't know if you can even put your finger on how, like, what is it about you that you feel like you're really relating to people and they can understand and come to you with things that maybe they can't go to anybody else with? Because I keep it real. Like, <laughs> I don't make myself up here. You know, I feel like a lot of times people get very haughty and they forget what they had to do to get up there, you know? And I just, I don't know. I just remember so many experiences that I've had along my journey, both professionally and personally, um, and how people treated me. And I remember saying to myself, I don't ever want to treat anybody like that. I don't ever want to make somebody feel like that. Um, and that bothers me. That really bothers me. And I know people are like, oh, you should just, you know, let it roll off your back. But like, it's a lot of stuff happening in the world. You know what I mean? And you never know what could be the next person's breaking point. And I just don't want to be that person to break, you know, to break anybody's spirit. You know, even if I'm only reaching one individual, I feel like I'm doing what I need to do. So, yes, I'm thankful that, you know, I have an educator platform now. But I also made it very clear that that's what I was going to do. I remember sitting in the Beacon audience in the back of the class <laughs> on the right hand side. I will never forget. And I saw all of the, it was when... Larry. Larry Curtis? Yes. He had a panel. And I remember yes. watching all of those people up on that panel. And I was just sitting there like a kid in a candy store, just like, really, is this really happening right now? And I'm listening to everything. And I said to myself right there in my seat, I still have my notes to this day. I'm going to be up on that stage one day. And, and I made it happen. <laughs> I made it happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, you got, sometimes you just have to encourage yourself. And I didn't tell anybody that, you know, but, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but you know, that was a goal that I had set for myself 
and I was going to do the work to make it happen. And I feel like I did. I was knocking on a lot of doors. <laughs> and how, so you were, you know, it's sitting in the audience and I know Beacon students have told me this as well. It, it's, you, they, it's great and you have all these amazing educators, but sometimes it's hard to relate. And we get in that comparison place or like we walk into Beacon and maybe we're by ourselves and then we look around and we're like, oh, I'm, I'm not as good as that person or that person or I'll never be that person on stage that like, how do we get out of that mind space? Because it's really hard. And I feel like in this industry, it can be, it's prevalent. I've experienced anyway. Yes. Yeah. The comparison is a dream killer. Yeah. Whether we verbalize it or not, if you look at something and your first thought is, ooh, that's not as good as mine, or I'm not as good as that, excuse me, <clears throat> you're already speaking negativity over yourself. Like whether you verbalized it or not, that was your first thought, not ooh, that's dope, ooh, I aspire, it was ooh, and you knocked yourself down. And we do that you know i feel like we do that a lot in general as a people um but i feel like a lot of that really hinders us in the beauty industry and <sighs> social media man yep. it can and be in <laughs> a help you know but you get on social media and you be thinking that everybody got it all together you know mm -hmm. that they have all the answers that you know you have no idea what's going on on the other side of that photo or that video just like on the other side of this camera you don't know if my house is clean or if it's dirty it's clean <laughs> but i'm just saying you know you just you just don't know so it it's better to work on comparing yourself to who you were yesterday and improving on who you were yesterday versus comparing yourself to somebody else because you don't ever want to covet you don't ever want to you know just want and desire what everybody else has no want and desire what you have like it write down your goals your short-term goals write down your long-term goals and make sure that you are doing a checks and balance on that on a consistent basis like i had a conversation with a young lady earlier today and we've kind of just been going back and forth on some things that we're going to do and we've been making a point to hold each other accountable. And we said, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z by this date. And we'll check back in with each other to make sure that we've done those things. Um, and that's just, you know, making sure that you're doing it. And I'm not comparing myself to her. She's not comparing herself to me, but we're holding each other accountable and we're cheerleading each other. And sometimes that's the part that we forget to do. We really truly need to be cheerleading each other instead of being so catty. Oh my gosh, being so catty about, you know, what's happening. Um, and I think that's super, super important. Stop comparing yourself. Be better than who you were yesterday. And how do you find that support system? Because that can be hard to find too, like to find, surround yourself with people who truly support you. I know we were talking before we started recording that, Sometimes you surround yourself with people and realize, oh, that might not have been the best support system for me either. And I need to find the right people to support me. You know what? It's, it's trial by fire sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's trial by fire. You know, sometimes, you know, you're having to kind of talk yourself through 
or talk yourself up to getting the nerve to introduce yourself to somebody. And then when you introduce yourself, it can go one of two ways. They can respond very fondly and be, you know, engaged in the conversation, or they can kind of just look at you like your breath stink. And then you're looking like, okay, I'm good. I don't want to continue this conversation anymore. And that lets you know that that's not your person. Keep it pushing. Um, but if you're able to find commonality and see that you're able to engage in some conversation then see where it goes or it might not even be a full conversation it might just be you know what i can't right now but let me follow back up with you at least the door is cracked you know but you have to make an effort and you know again we talk about social media but sometimes it's not contacting people on social media you know maybe email them maybe call them um, you know, that goes a little bit further. You know, I, me personally, don't send me no message on Instagram. Don't send me no, don't send me a message on Instagram. <laughs> don't send me a Facebook message. Like, find out what my email address is. Email me if you want to reach out to me or call me or, you know, something like that. I just, we've, we've just gotten very lax with our professionalism. And, you know, I, I think that's important as well is, is making sure that you take the time to cultivate who your circle is, and that might take some time. You know, people change over time. They grow. They, you know, they sometimes they don't grow. So give give yourself that space to make errors along the way. So what do you think is still missing in the beauty industry? What do you want to see? What do you want to build? You might be working on something that you can't even share right now because I know you. <laughs> I actually am working on a little something. I am. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> However, I feel like there is a gap that we're going to have to start really speaking more towards very soon as it relates to generations. Mm -hmm. um, and I say that because I was at an event recently where I was educating and this woman was almost 80 years old. Wow. And she came to every single one of my classes. And when she came in, I in my mind, I'm like, is she in the right place? Like that doubt that initially, I'm like, is she in, is she here to see me? She, <laughs> she wants to learn. <laughs> so I, you know, and you know, I treat everybody they like like, you know, with respect, especially people that are my senior, you know, that's how I was raised. And I remember she walked in and she told me her name. And I, of course, immediately called her by her name with a miss at the front. But she was at every single one of my classes. And the very next day, I remember getting an email from her once I got back home. And she told me in her entire 40-year career that I was the best class that she had ever attended. And I'm like, lady, 40 years? Like, I'm 40 years old so like <laughs> it took you this long to get your best class and that was from me I just it was so humbling and just exciting and all of that at the same time but she asked me questions as it related to generational mm -hmm. and I think that's the part that's missing is like we have a huge span of experience within the beauty industry, you know, we have the baby boomers and, you know, we have the, what is 
the Gen Xers, and then you've got the millennials and the Zs and the there's so many, you know, and I and I should know because I just did a class on this too not long ago. But we really have to speak to each of the generations where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't educate everybody at the same level, and you have to make it make sense for everyone. Um, and I think some of the, the the social media influencers are forgetting that there are people within my generation and my mother's generation and the generation after her that are still extremely knowledgeable in everything that they're doing, but they don't want to hear what they have to say because they were like, oh, well, you guys didn't get it done and we're here and we're of the digital age and we got it all figured out. It's like a lack of respect is missing. So. I feel like there's some things that are missing that we still need to kind of fit those puzzle pieces in um, because, you know, we're missing out on wisdom and just legacy of information from people that have, you know, done it old school ways, you know, and not, it just, it's, it's an opportunity for the old school and the new school to kind of come together, truly. I like it. I like it. We could keep talking all day for hours and hours, but I will get to the end here to um, two more questions. So if you weren't doing this right now, what do you think you would be doing? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. If I wasn't in the beauty industry? Mm -hmm. Ooh. I would probably have a restaurant ah. because that was one of like the first things that I wanted to do when I started my entrepreneurial journey. Really? What kind of restaurant? What, what, what food are we making? Well, I'm coming over for dinner. <laughs> We're making soul food. Mm. So I'm sorry, but you have to like pork. Okay. <laughs> You. you have to like chicken, you have to like beef. <laughs> all the protein. I'm, I'm good with all that. All of the protein. I mean, we like veggies too, but you know. So yeah, that's probably like what it. I would be doing. I would have a restaurant. And yet still finding yourself in service because there are similarities between the industries. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yep. Okay. I wouldn't have one of them restaurants that Gordon Ramsay would come to though. And, and <laughs> tell me I got to get out. Like, cause that's gross. I'm too much of an OCD clean. Yes, I know. No, you're, you would be so clean. You could eat off the floor, literally, I'm sure. Yes, yes absolutely. All right. So final question. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Do it scared. Mm, I like that. That is good advice. Yeah. Do it scared. I, I wasted so you know what? I can't even say that because God's timing is so perfect. Right. But I could have done so many other things if I would have known what I know now. But, right. you know, we all go through those those trials. But I think, you know, making sure that you have faith over fear in any situation is going to be so, so, so important um, because that fear oftentimes holds us back so do it scared oh i love that i love it it speaks to me too for so many levels so appreciate okay. that so well i appreciate you thank you so much where can everyone find you and we'll we'll post it obviously too in the in the chat part but um where can we find you 
And don't DM her, by the way. Find her, <laughs> find her email. <laughs> right. Now that I've said that. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on social media, but don't DM me. No DMs. No slide into the DMs. <laughs> Just saying. But um, JaliaPettis.com. Um, but I do my social media, Instagram, JaliaDP. I have business Facebook. I have Twitter. I have LinkedIn. I have YouTube. I have all of the. And I have a ticky tocky Girl, I'm Ooh. trying to get Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Just Google my name. You'll find me. You'll find her. You'll find her. Well, thank you again for making the time for us today and for being such an amazing uh, educator and partner with PBA and um, caring so much about the future of the industry and working with us to elevate, unite, and serve. So thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to see you again soon. Thank you.